Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Would you do me a favor before you're seated? Uh, as we were worshiping a moment ago, the scripture came to me where Jacob called his sons together and uh, speaking over Judah, he said his hand shall be in the, on the neck of his enemies. And sometimes in Pentecost, we let a hand clap do it for us. But can you take just a moment and let the fruit of your lips give praise to this great God we serve this morning? Can we do that? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yes, we magnify you, Lord. We glorify you this morning. Oh, hallelujah. You picked us up, oh God. You turned us around. We thank you, God, for deliverance. God, we thank you for mercy. We thank you for grace. Oh, God, let us sing it and let us do it. We thank you all the days of our life. Oh, God, you daily load us with benefits. Oh, God, you are great and greatly to be praised. My, my, my. Oh, when I think of the goodness of Jesus. And all. Amen. Amen. You can be seated for just a few moments. I am very grateful to be here this morning. I. Um, I say this to Brother Boyd that I say she's my brown-eyed girl, but uh, there's nobody like Brother Boyd. She knows that, so she knows that, and so I know that as well. That's the amen. But uh, we we appreciate all of you so very much, and I didn't get to say everything that was you know uh, on my heart yesterday, but I'm truly grateful for everything that God has orchestrated in my life to be here. I, I give honor to my in-laws, the Tubman family. I give honor to the Gibson family and for the role that Brother Gibson played uh, in, in my life and the connections that's become. And didn't mention yesterday, but uh, the friendship uh, that was forged with Bob, that uh, with Bobby that has stood the test of time. And so I'm a, I'm a better man uh, because he obey the Lord and reach for me, amen. I'm very grateful, very grateful, amen. And so, uh, hallelujah, feel the presence of the Lord as well. Praise God. I hope it's okay. I'm not trying to be, um, but but I've been, you know, doing this quite some time. And when, when a great man of God uh, passes from amongst us, you know, we feel that void. But there's also an opportunity within that void. 
uh, we mentioned before church this morning about mantles falling. And so there's a shift in the atmosphere. And, and uh, I've got a guy in our church who's a, a preacher today because he, he was a pallbearer for his grandfather. And his grandfather lived for God, was the founder of our church. And, and carrying his grandpa that day did something to him. Uh, shook his world forever, made him remember everything his granddad ever said to him and, and uh, put him on a course that changed his life. And so when you, uh, when, when you feel something falling and, and you, you don't think none of us are worthy to pick it up, amen, um, but God just might be looking for someone to receive something today. Can we give God a hand of praise today? Amen. Amen. I realize I'm on the clock. I'm going to sneak one testimony in if I can based off that first service as he's preaching about giving in different ways to give. We, uh, our church is on Highway 90 and we, had a, we have a lady and her husband in our church who have a very limited income. Uh, but, and so uh, she was wanting to give to our building fund but financially wasn't able to do it from her own finances. And so uh, through the years, she kind of got a little passion for doing like yard sale stuff and several years ago she approached me our church is on 90 and uh, twice a year is a thing called flee across florida with different places along highway 90 do yard sale stuff and she won't know if we could take uh, part in that and so she felt like that was her ministry that was her way to give to our building fund because she wasn't able to give out of her own purse and her own wallet we did that uh, just a month or so ago from a Thursday through a sun Thursday through Saturday and uh, she led that and it was six thousand one hundred and twelve dollars in a yard sale so say so, man so can I can I pastor real quick did y'all feel that excuses left the room you can do something for God you can give you might not be the most educated. You might not be the wealthiest. But if God can put it in your heart, you can do something for God. Amen. I'll say this joke. I'm convinced now all we do is donate and buy it back. You know, so I think that's all we do is we go buy. We go buy this round and keep it to the next round and we come back and swap out and, and buy it again. And so people are thinking they're taking things home. They've already had it home one time, you know, but... uh I'm not, I'm not going to blow that. Amen. God is blessing and, and God has blessed them. And so it's been a neat thing. Amen. I hope, uh, Sister Gibbs, hope it's okay that I, I'll make a couple of references to my hero. And I don't mean to mess with your emotions, but it was already on my heart for the weekend. So I don't do that. I do it with all respect. You know that. Mark chapter four, if you don't mind. Mark chapter four. Amen. If you'll stand one more time and amen. Mark chapter 4, verse 26 through 29. Amen. Lord, I laid this on, on my heart. And it might be a little bit on my heart because of the events of this weekend. Um, but, but I felt the Lord just wouldn't leave it. That I believe it to be more than just something to comfort me. And, but I believe it to be something for somebody here today. Amen. Mark chapter 4, verse 26. The Bible says that he said, so is the kingdom of God. As if a man should cast seed into the ground. Amen. And should sleep and rise night and day. And the seed should spring up, spring and grow up. He knoweth not how. 
Amen. We, we sow by faith, brothers and sisters. You sow the seed not knowing what it's going to become. Ha. But you sow anyway. You spread it anyway. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle, because the harvest is come. Amen. Just with the help of the Lord, I want to preach to you today from, from this thought, from a seed to a harvest. From a seed to a harvest. Hallelujah. Starts with a seed being cast into the ground. Hallelujah. But the end result is a harvest. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost, help us today. Would you lift your voices one more time? My, my, my God, I feel something in this house. Hallelujah today, Lord Jesus, govern my faults. Flow through me, Lord Jesus. Let it move, God, through me that I may be a help to somebody today. Let me obey the leading of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I pray, God, you give me the wisdom, the insight that I need. Hallelujah. God, I believe you're looking for a soul today. I believe the Holy Ghost is on a search, oh God. Do your work, oh God. I can't do it, but I know you can. I don't know the need to this assembly, but God, I know that you do. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but I know that you do, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Have access to hearts and minds today. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Oh, let shackles be broken today. Oh, God, let there be boldness and deliverance today. Not by mind nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Let the Holy Ghost do a word today. My God. You can be seated. No worries this morning. Uh, I'm going to stay in my lane. I realize if I start talking about farming and agriculture, I'm, I'm out of my league. And there are people here who know much more about it than what I do. So I will keep that uh, very simplistic. I will say I'm not quite sure what uh, growing season it is here. Uh, but we still live in a, a rural community. Uh, we still have folks that we pastor share things with us throughout the year. They uh, will get plums and we'll get blueberries and we'll get greens and things of that nature. When folks are growing things, they share it uh, with us. We all uh, got the mulberries, whatever it might be, uh, they share it with us. And so this past week, uh, a family gave us some some new potatoes. This is the kind of season, new potatoes and um uh, green beans is kind of what's in season where we are. I'm not trying to make you hungry. I know I'm between you and lunch. But my, my point is, is that they don't have that to give without the seed being cast into the ground. 
Now, I know you're, duh, whatever, I got that, but just, just hang on a second. But let me transfer that to a spiritual side of things, that we, we don't reap unless we sow, that it involves some kind of action on our part. The reason it touches my heart about Brother Gibson is because I looked at myself heading over here as that seed that he's had in his hand. I don't know what this college boy is going to be, but hallelujah, thank God, thank God he is willing to invest in the seed. Thank God. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. You better reserve the biggest portion of your mind to things that you don't know, to things that you don't understand. But just because you don't know what's going on in the ground doesn't mean there's something that's not going on. Hallelujah. Forgive me for being plain, but I need to address this real quick that no seed means no harvest. And we live in a society where everyone wants to harvest. But nobody wants to work with the seed. Everyone wants the fruitfulness at the end. But no one wants to toil up front. Sowing by faith. Putting the seed in the ground. Not knowing what it will become. Hallelujah. Praise God. I feel like I am sent here as to stay over this Sunday morning to tell somebody, hallelujah, that it is time that you take the seed and cast it in the ground. That God wants to do something, but you're not waiting on God. God is waiting on you to put the seed in the ground because from the seed you get your harvest. I was you can see some similarities I'm, I'm preaching calmly this morning I'm trying to behave but I, I was born after a man that a little bit of white would get right here in the corner of his mouth he, a preaching machine and so I'm, I'm cut from that cloth. But he's also a man of faith that relied on God and a word of faith. He relied on the word of God. I mean this with respect, but he literally believed in practicing the verse out of your bellies shall come rivers of living water. Because either I was going to get the Holy Ghost or I was going to have broke ribs. Because he may start out with his hands on my head, but if that wasn't going good, he was a pretty good sized man at one time. And he'd get you on each side of your rib cage and he'd quote that verse and shake you at the same time. So I hope the night I got it, I really got it because I felt like I did. Hallelujah. 
He, he came over here 26 years ago. I don't know if humorous. Hang on a second. He came over here 26 years ago and told about me getting the Holy Ghost. And then I mentioned it yesterday. But he went on to tell you that what I said, that I, when I got the Holy Ghost, I was standing over here. And uh, I never, I'm a first generation apostolic, never knew anything about the power of God. And so I shouted some and went back and, and ran up against the back wall. And so when I came to at the Holy Ghost, I said, how did I get over here? I might have been thinking, did you knock me over there, Brother Gibson? But, but the idea was he understood the principle that a seed left in the hand does no good. He taught me the principle that you can never underestimate what God can do in one service, with one soul, with one prayer, with one altar call. You never know that this could be the day that if you'll just release your seed, God can begin working on your harvest. Don't worry about what somebody else does or does not do. Could this be the day that God's looking for you to put your seed in the ground? Amen. Because the enemy of your soul is loading you down with the cares of this life. Doubt. Unbelief. Mind drifting off of this service to things you've got waiting on you at home. The things you've got to take care of next week. Trying to rob you of your focus. Hoping. Hoping that you leave today with the seed still in your hand. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. That night in November 1993, you see when the seed goes in the ground, you have no idea what it's going to become. But you'll never see the harvest if you hold on to your seed. I never dreamed, Bob, that 25 years ago that night would bring me to where I was at yesterday. Hallelujah. That's right, because you don't know what God does behind the scenes. But it's not my job to hold on to it. And it's not your job to hold on to it. You never, I'm okay. If you've got lost family, you never know when the seed that contains your prayer might be the prayer. If you've got family bound by sin, you never know if this altar call is the altar call. Y'all don't, don't get mad at me. But the night I got the Holy Ghost, I've always said, Toby, I didn't know what was preached. I listened to that tape Wednesday night and found out he didn't preach. Because you know what he said? He said, I preached enough to you. Yeah. That's what he said from the pulpit. 
He's I preach enough. I preach till I'm blue in the face. We're just going to worship God and see what will happen. You know what he was doing? He was taking the seed that was in his hand and putting it in the ground. Because he was going to say about that time that college boy came up trembling in the spirit. He goes, we laid hands on him and he began to speak in other tongues in the spirit of God. What was he doing? He said, I'm not going to leave tonight with the seed still in my hand. You'll never get that. Hallelujah. It's worth the risk. It's worth the risk. I know it doesn't happen here. I feel like old pastoral on me. Hope it's okay. I'm gonna look this way. I, I know it doesn't happen here. What a what a great church you are. But sometimes at home, we spend more time taking up the prayer than we do praying the prayers. Yeah. We got a lot of things to pray about, and it takes us more to get all those things off the list than we do touching God about them. But we got to shift ourselves in the Holy Ghost that says, hey, there's too much at stake. There's too much on the line. I can't. <laughs> and now listen, I'm not talking about seed, about money. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about faith and prayer and obedience. Taking what you got and saying, God, I cannot hang on to it. I got to give it to you and let you do what you want to with it. Amen. Because you, you'll never have your harvest if you hold on to your seed. I'm heading somewhere. This parable is a little bit different than the other parables about sowing. It's the only, only place in the Gospels that is mentioned. The parable of the seed growing. It's about faith. It's about obedience. It's about letting the seed get into the ground knowing full well that you don't know what it's going to become or if it's even going to become anything. But you'll never get your harvest without sowing your seed. Am I okay? Yes, I don't mean, I'm, I'm trying not to be a storyteller, I promise. You know that song they sang last, yesterday about the Eastern Gate? They sang that on a Sunday night. The first Sunday night I ever went to an apostolic church they sang, I'll meet you in the morning. Now, I've been in this thing long enough to know that is the only, that's one, that's not a Sunday night song <laughs> in apostolic church, even back in those days. You with me? But that, they sang it yesterday. But you know why it was sung that night? Because it was sung at the funeral. Of every loved one that I'd ever known up until that point in my life. So I came full of pride. I came having a guy, I had it going on. 
I came with, I mean, I was doing good in school. College was good. Yeah, being successful. But gosh, you know what? I'm going to break this boy down right off the bat. That In 25 years, that's the only time that song has ever been sung on a Sunday night in my hearing. But the next thing I know, the first Sunday night I was there, Bob, remember? I got a squalling. I mean, here I'm trying to be cool. I get to crying. Next thing I know, somebody comes and gets me. I didn't know they come and got you. <laughs> There's things y'all don't say out there in the foyer. Where I grew up and went to church a little bit, you just didn't go get people. You were safe at the pew. I was already kind of taken by the fact the preacher walked around a little bit, you know. I was fascinated what was going on with the oil, trying to figure that out. And here they come during the song. Somebody grabbed me by the arm, 20 years old, and said, you want to come pray? I never prayed out loud in my life. But thank God, I could have got mad and left, and I wouldn't be here today. I could have I let pride get a hold of me, and I wouldn't be here today. I couldn't let the world get a hold of me and I wouldn't be here today but somehow I let them take me by the hand and the seed went in the ground oh come on somebody you never know what God's going to do with your seed hallelujah it's not up to you to know let go of it and let God do a work in your life So, oh, hallelujah. I didn't mean to get on all that. And I know they, they don't come get you here. You're okay. You're safe. So, oh, boy, you're looking, for, you're looking for the exit sign. Amen. But Mark 4 and 30, more familiar parable. He says, we're into shall we like in the kingdom of God or what with what comparison shall we compare it? It's like a grain of mustard seed. Which when it's sown in the earth is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. Hallelujah. Stay with me. And let me just break that down. The seed when it is sown in the earth is less than all of the other seeds that go into the earth. I need to speak to folks for just a moment who you have convinced yourself that you don't have as much to offer as someone across the aisle or someone up in front of you. And so with that in mind, because your seed that's in your hand seems less than somebody else's seed. You have made the decision to hold on to it and not cast it into the ground. I'm not trying to meddle, but how has that helped? Now you're frustrated because they're being blessed and they're having a harvest and you don't see anything no seed equals no harvest. 
you're not in charge of what comes from it. Your job is to obey God and say, I may not pray as good as so-and-so. I may not sing as good as so-and-so. I may not preach as good as so-and-so. I may not be as charismatic as so-and-so. My seed may be the least of all seeds, but God, it's your seed. You gave it to me, and I give it back to you. Little as much when God is in it. So, it's not rewarding small faith. Let's try this. I'm not trying to throw one-liners at you, but when Jesus went to feed the 5,000 and he took the lad's lunch, it's not in my notes. It wasn't enough. And it says something like, what is that among so many? Yeah, you're looking at it, and it's not enough. But you put it in his hands, and you're taking 12 baskets of leftovers home. All because you made a decision that every time I come to church, I'm going to sow that prayer. I'm going to sow that song. I'm going to sow that testimony. Hallelujah. I'm going to go and not just receive, but I'm going to go and I'm going to give because I don't know which prayer is going to be the prayer. Let me give you 1147. Let me give you my last Brother Gibson's story and I'll hit the, hit, the, hit the runway. Not long after I had the Holy Ghost, Art Kelly was diagnosed with lung cancer. He'd been around church all his life, married to a great lady, but he had never gotten in himself. So Art be- began to come to church as his cancer progressed. It was a Wednesday night. Art came in, Bob, toting, the oxygen machine with him. Brother Gibson's been a man of faith for quite some time. And so, there was, I mean, there wasn't very many people there that night. I might guess Wednesday night, 20, 25 people, maybe 30 there that night. Nothing that I can remember extremely powerful went on during that service. I didn't feel any, I mean, I'm, I'm new at this. But I didn't feel anything moving. We're fixing a blowout on a Wednesday night. Brother Gibson came to the pulpit. Art's got a tube in his nose. Oxygen machine beside him. He's back there and left. And he simply says, Dear Lord, Art, have you tried just taking that thing off and worshiping God? (laughs) Part two about Pentecost. They'll call you out. <laughs> There's no track with that out there on the foyer. So I'm up front, front row, right side. Bob, I, I, if I'm exaggerating, Bob, you tell me. I'm up here, and I, I mean, I'm new. I said, man, this I got to see. So I, I, I'll get y'all back in a second. I turn around, and he gets up. He gets up, and he takes that thing off. And I said, whoa, whoa. Next thing I know, he starts walking toward the front. 
And I thought, my, my. You know, he, he was kind of a reserved man. He was a good man, a nice man. But he, he was just kind of reserved in his emotions. When he turned the corner, the power of God fell on him. And he just began to do a dance in the Holy Ghost. And he turned around. And I'm watching it. You know what that was? He said, I'm not going to leave with the seed in my hand. This might be the night with 25 people that aren't telling. Receives the baptism. It was the most graceful I've ever seen anybody receive the Holy Ghost. It was just a sweetness that fell on him. And he just danced his way back and forth. I wish I could tell you. Bob, you can probably take him. I can do it. I wish I could tell you that God healed him, but God didn't heal him. But after he got that, after he got the Holy Ghost, he said, may I testify? You remember what he said? He said, he goes, don't you wait until you're old to serve God like I did. If I would have known how good it was, I would have got it a long time ago. But thanks be to God, there was one man who said, I'm not going to leave with the seed in my hand. I'm going to give it to God and see what would It's time you let it go. It's time you let it go. It's time you prayed that prayer again. Woo! The seed of your breakthrough is here. The seed of your deliverance is here. The seed of your miracle is here. The seed that'll bring your family back. I speak it. in the ground hang on hallelujah I need to make y'all stay here I need to make one more point I'm on ghost. It's, it's kind of it's, just be me. It's kind of slang, but I feel this is the Holy Ghost. I'm by by day. I'm a middle school principal. We got a little saying around home. It's not good English, but it's going to preach good this morning. Because Lord told me to tell you somebody this: that when somebody talks about fighting somebody, they'll say this. 
if you don't start nothing, won't be nothing. Had a little boy at school. We got him from the hurricane. We got him from the hurricane. He's getting out of his car. He's a good kid. I love to pick him. Got a smile, lots of the room. But he's in eighth grade. He's a little bit better than 6'3", almost 6'4". And so he got out and I caught him off guard. And I said, you don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. Like that. He got out. And he got out. It was just about like this. And he went, <laughs> patted me on the back. And went on back into school. Listen, I said that to tell you this. That's what the enemy has done to somebody. If you don't start nothing, there won't be nothing. So all this time, he's tormenting your mind to keep your seed in your hand. Because if you don't start nothing, there won't be nothing. But I'm sent here to tell somebody, it's time that you started. It's time. It's time. You open up your hand. Open up your mouth and put the seed back in the ground. Hit musicians. Hit musicians want to come, you come. This altar's open. It's time to start something, Hats Ben. It's time to start something, Hats Ben. Woo! If you don't start nothing, won't be nothing. But if you've got family, get in this altar. If you need a healing, get in this altar. If you need a renewal, get in this altar. You need a breakthrough, make your way up front. The devil is hoping that you leave with your seed still in your hand. Hallelujah. Come on, prayer warriors, obey the Holy Ghost. Obey the Holy Ghost. Hasheka. Ikoye Shihe. Ikoyaramahashataya. You're starting something right now. You're starting something right now. Don't leave with a seed in your hand. Don't leave not trying. Don't leave convinced that it's not enough. You never know. In the morning, sow thy seed. In the evening, withhold not thy hand. Sow it, church. Sow it, church. Sow it, church. Sow it, church. Time to start something. It's time to start something. It's time to start something.
This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.